This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 566. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 566. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy to be here. This is the last Monday in July, which means it's our last week talking about our July theme of retraining your brain. It's also the end of our second month of our summer series, Lead Like a Mother. So every week this summer, I am delivering bite-sized curriculum to help you get out of your own way, retrain your brain, and lean into leadership in all the areas of your life where you're already a leader because you are already a leader, and perhaps some new areas where you've been feeling a pull toward leadership. So all of June, we talked about how to get out of your own way. Definitely go back and listen to those episodes if you have not already don't do it right now listen to this episode first it doesn't all have to go in order it's fine and then today we are wrapping up July's theme of retraining your brain so all of July we've been talking about retraining your brain so in the first week of July we talked about how your thoughts lead to action or inaction the second week of July we talked about acknowledging and assessing your negative thought patterns I know some of you felt super called out it's okay I get stuck in negative thought patterns all the time so this was an eye-opening conversation 
situation. In week three, we talked about how to start overcoming those negative thought patterns, which is so critical because when we have spent sometimes years, decades, a lifetime spinning in negative thoughts, it can be a process to start overcoming those patterns and replacing them with patterns that are more productive and that serve us better. And today we're going to talk about the pitfalls of positive thinking. So the pitfalls of positive thinking, this is actually what can happen sometimes when we go from negative thought patterns and trying to get ourselves out of negative thought patterns. Sometimes we try to swing the pendulum way too far in the other direction into toxic positivity. And so toxic positivity is when you are forcing yourself to think something positive when it's not actually true and you are eroding the truth and you are eroding what you're actually feeling, which over time can be dangerous because it pushes you to bypass your emotions, to bypass your feelings, to bypass very real circumstances and situations and potentially even trauma in order to feel good and be positive. And that doesn't serve you in the long run. It actually makes you stuff your feelings. It can be really dangerous for your mental health and that's not what we want. So we're going to talk through today the dangers of staying stuck in negative thought patterns. Then we're going to go into the dangers of forcing positive thought patterns. We're going to talk about the benefits of neutral thinking, which might be new information for you. And this is so, so helpful as you are making that shift out of those negative thought patterns, but definitely not feeling ready or capable to dive into positivity or toxic positivity, whatever the case may be. I'm going to give you some really great examples around negative or around neutral thinking and how to use that. And then I'm going to give you some strategies around shifting your thought patterns. So lots of stuff to cover today. So let's dive in. So first of all, what are the dangers of staying stuck in negative thought patterns? So the last two weeks, we've talked about these negative thought patterns. We've talked about seven examples of negative thought patterns. Last week, we talked about three or five ways to overcome negative thought patterns. So this week, let's just quickly acknowledge if you let yourself stay stuck in negative thought patterns, whether it's for a few weeks or a few years, a few decades, an entire lifetime, you will stay stuck in many areas of your life because you will be staying quiet. You will have a poor sense of self, a poor sense of identity. You will probably be consistently not taking action. You will consistently be inactive in leading in your life and leading in the different roles in your life. You will probably have a sense of perceived sense of lack of power. So even though, of course, you are a powerful person, we are all very powerful people with unique strengths and gifts and talents that the world needs. You might not feel like you can see those strengths, talents, and gifts You might not feel like you can access them and you might not feel a sense of power around them. So you might have a perceived lack of power. Also staying stuck in negative thought patterns is going to keep you from being productive. And all of these things can lead to an increased risk of depression and anxiety. And we see this frequently. And as women, we experience this frequently when we stay stuck in these negative thought patterns, when we let things get to us and we let things bring us down and hold us down over the course of a lifetime. And so for some of us can be circumstantial and situational, like something bad happens, and then we have a few week, a rough week or two, or maybe a rough month or a rough season. And for others of us, it could be some bad things happened earlier in our life that we never processed. And we've been stuck in negative thought patterns ever since. We've had a sense of worthlessness, of powerlessness, of hopelessness, and over the course of a lifetime, of course, that's going to lead to depression and anxiety. So I'm not a therapist. And if that if I just described you and that is your situation of feeling like this lifetime of struggle around negative thinking and depressive and anxious symptoms, by all means, please reach out to a medical professional. Your primary care doctor can refer you to a therapist or a psychiatrist to help you get help. 
I have gone through this process myself and I talked about that on the show back in May. I think it's really, really important that we acknowledge like who's professionally qualified to give information and I am not professionally qualified to treat your depression and anxiety. So I just always want to put that out there. Okay, so let's talk about the dangers of forcing positive thought patterns. So when you are in this place of feeling stuck and being stuck in a negative thought pattern, so maybe you are ruminating on something and you just can't get over it, or maybe you are stuck in catastrophizing a situation and like making it so big and so bad when really it's not as big and bad as you think it is, but you can't really move forward. Maybe you're stuck in all or nothing thinking where all you can see is this really black and white situation and you can't see anything in the middle. So maybe you're having some conflict around something with another person or a situation and you're so stuck on one end of the spectrum that you can't take any action because you're unwilling to move toward the middle, which By the way, all of the things I just said, I've been there. Like These are the things that we do. So this is all really, really normal. So when you're in those places of being stuck in negative thought patterns, try to force yourself to think good thoughts and just choose joy can be really, really, first of all, impossible, but it also can be really inadequate in terms of helping you process what you're going through, helping you see what you really need, and it can ultimately be dangerous. So here's the dangers of forcing positive thought patterns. First of all, you have a lack of connection to reality. If you're forcing a positive thought pattern when forcing positive thinking, when you are in a hard time or a hard spot without acknowledging the hard things that are happening or the hard feelings, then you have this lack of connection to reality. And so you're just choose joy and everything's great without really addressing an underlying root of a situation. And that's going to come back to haunt you for sure. Because here's the thing, the other danger of forcing negative thought patterns is emotional bypassing. When you emotionally bypass a situation and you don't acknowledge that something's really hard and really you know, stressful, defeating, frustrating, anxiety invoking, when you don't acknowledge that and you just emotionally bypass that to try to compartmentalize it or dismiss it or overlook it, then you don't process the feelings that you have around it. And it's really important to process those feelings. And a lot of times processing those feelings is acknowledging the both and. Like I'm in this really hard situation. I'm really mad about X, Y, Z. My feelings are hurt. And also I'm not gonna let myself stay stuck here. Also, I'm still a person who has worth and who has boundaries and who is capable and who is smart and and resourceful. And I can still move forward from this, even though I'm feeling hurt or rejected or frustrated or overwhelmed or whatever the situation may be. So it's looking at that both and always can be really, really helpful. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things 
things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. Another danger of forcing positive thought patterns is stuffing your feelings. So when you're stuffing your feelings around something that's hard for you, something that can, you know, is potentially, you know, really devastating or even just mildly devastating or really frustrating, you stuff those feelings and you carry them with you. And I probably could give you 1 million times, 1 million examples, and I'm sure you have so many of your own where you have stuffed feelings. And then, and this happens in marriage all the time. This is like such a, marriage is such a great place to study this, where you're like, oh, I'm just too, especially after having kids, you're like, I'm just too tired to bring up this thing that I'm annoyed about or mad about, or my feelings are hurt over at nine o'clock at night when the kids are in bed, because you're like, I'm done for the day. Like I've used up all of my energy and my patience and all my like negotiation. So I'm just going to like, swallow it. I'm just going to not address it. I'm going to move on. And then three weeks later, something happens or you get in a fight with your partner and that comes back up and you're like, hold on a minute. Like, let me just tell you about three weeks ago and how I'm still mad about that. And also I'm still mad about like 13 other things that have happened in the last three weeks that I've just ignored because I've been too tired to talk about it. So when we stuff feelings, the danger comes up later where all of a sudden we have this like cascade or avalanche of emotion around something because we haven't processed it as we've gone. And so while I know this is so hard, like at nine o'clock at night, the last thing I want to do, and often the last thing I'm capable of doing is having a really productive conversation with my partner. So I try to be really conscientious of not saving things till nine o'clock at night and addressing little things as they happen. So this actually just happened the other day with something around our dishwasher. It was my husband's night to do the dishes while I put Vinny to bed and the dishwasher was clean. And so instead of unloading the dishwasher and putting the dirty dishes from dinner in the dishwasher, 
he just rinsed everything off from dinner and put it in the sink. And then he opened the dishwasher to like let things fully dry because the cycle had just finished. So I came down from putting Vinny to bed and I was like, excuse me, what? Like if it's my night to do the kitchen, if the dishwasher is clean, then the dishes get put away. And then I clean the stuff in the sink and put it in the dishwasher. And he was like, oh, well, the dishes need to dry before they get put away. And I was like, excuse me, since when? (laughs) Or grab a towel. Like, what are you talking about? And in my mind, I'm thinking he did this as this passive aggressive thing so that in the morning after I take Vinny to school, I have to unload the dishwasher and put the dinner dishes in. And so I brought it up and I brought it up in this like joking way, like, oh, okay, let's let the dishes dry. Ha ha. Like, whatever. And we talked it through. Like, he knew I was a little calling him out a little bit, but I did it in this like kind of playful way. And then he's like, no, seriously, like, I'm going to put things away in the morning. I was like, okay, just make sure you dry them all off before, make sure they're totally dry before you put them away. And then he did and it was fine. But the thing is, four years ago, I would have said nothing and I would have been so mad that he didn't empty the dishwasher. I would have been like, how dare he leave that because he expects me to do it now. And what is this message he's sending that like the woman should empty the dishwasher? It would have been like this whole thing in my head and I would have just like silently gone to bed mad and then carried that with me. I would have been like waiting for the next time I could use that situation as a weapon to be like, and then remember with the dishes. (laughs) And so with forcing positive thinking, we stuff these feelings, we don't address them, and then they become bigger and they fester and they come out in other ways that are so often not productive. So stuffing feelings, that's like kind of a silly, well, it's not a silly example, but it's a lighter example. But there's also ways that we do this with much bigger situations. Maybe someone was dismissed of us in a work meeting and we stuff that and we carry it to later on like that's gonna over time be a really big issue right okay another danger of forcing positive thought patterns is that you undermine your emotional capacity so here's the thing about forcing positive thought patterns is that you are emotionally capable of holding multiple feelings and emotion at one time so you are capable of being really annoyed and also grateful for things so this was like the constant paradox of the pandemic for me. Like I'm so overwhelmed and exhausted, but also I'm so grateful that like I already work from home and that my kid does pretty well with virtual learning and that we have, you know, all of these positions of privilege that we had during COVID. We're able to stay safe. We're able to isolate. We don't have an essential worker in our household who has to be out in the public every day risking their health. So the whole paradox of COVID was like holding opposing feelings at the same time. When you force positive thought patterns and you're only thinking of positive things all the time at the expense of really owning the hard stuff too, you undermine your emotional capacity to be someone who can hold multiple emotions at once. And you are capable of doing that. And that's going to allow you to be a more compassionate person. If you are always forcing, and oh my gosh, you can probably think of examples. If you're always forcing positive thought patterns, you're likely to do that to other people. And holy cow, is that offensive at times. And you've probably seen leaders on social media and on Instagram who say things like, just choose joy. And you're like, but like, I just had a miscarriage or I just lost a partner or I just lost my job or my house or like, and I'm supposed to just choose joy. That's so dismissive. So I don't want you undermining your emotional capacity. I want you to be able to honor that something can be awful or challenging or whatever, and then also own that I can get through hard things. I'm a resourceful person. I'm really strong. I'm courageous. I can figure things out. I'm really adaptable when I have to be all of that, right? 
Okay, another danger of forcing positive thought patterns is that this can lead us to be dismissive of other people's pain and this erodes empathy. So if you are someone who's always forcing positive thought patterns and you do that to other people, oh my goodness. And you've probably been in a situation where someone's done it to you, but imagining someone who has a horrible loss and then you're like, well, sorry about your loss, but at least it wasn't blah, blah, blah. Or at least you have these other things to look forward to or these other great things. And when someone's in a place of pain, that doesn't feel super empathetic. So for you to be able to, instead of forcing positivity, to be able to say, I'm so sorry, I'm holding you in my heart. I'm so sorry that you're in pain. Is there anything I can do for you? I've been there myself. I know that this really feels awful. And how can I help you? So being dismissive of other people's pain as a form of positivity and positive thinking can erode empathy in terms of how you manage situations with other people. Another danger of positive thinking can be, it leads to a lack of coping skills. So you'll have less coping skills in order to be adaptable around managing hard feelings and hard times and being able to hold the both and of like something's really hard and also I'm going to keep moving forward. You are capable and you are skilled and you are talented. So like, let's get some coping skills and use them. And then lastly, another danger of forcing positive thought patterns is that this can lead to a spiral of self-defeat for people prone to depression and anxiety. And so if you are forcing positive thought patterns and you don't really believe them, this can feel so defeating because you're like constantly lying to yourself. And when you're actually feeling depressed or anxious, you're like, no, but everything's great. And then you're like, but no, it's not. Like it's so conflicting. And so it's only a spiral of self-defeat that's going to potentially make depression or anxiety much worse. So let's talk about neutral thinking. Neutral thinking is getting that pendulum in the middle. It's not being stuck in the negative thought patterns that keep you stuck in action. And it's not in toxic positivity on the other end of the spectrum where you're just denying and dismissing anything hard and uncomfortable. Instead, you're sitting in the middle. And the great thing about sitting in the middle and having space for neutral thinking is that this allows for object objectivity. So you can look at things from multiple angles to be like, okay, it's true that this sucks and it's true that it's not the end of the world, right? You can be objective and you can see things from multiple sides. You can hold multiple space for multiple things. Also, this doesn't push you to bypass hard feelings. So it allows you to process things as you go, which will make you a more mentally healthy person in the long run. Thirdly, this allows for gray area and middle ground between those negative, that negative and positive thinking spectrum. And if you are an all or nothing person like me or a black and white thinker like me, you need that middle ground. (laughs) That is where your sanity exists. And it's so important to find that middle ground. And it can be really hard because I'm someone that like, if something bad happens, I go all in on like, this is awful. And I can get very mad about it. But then I get really passionate. I'm also passionate about how can I fix this? So When you're in that space of having that big, heavy emotions, and then when you're working toward the space of being positive, let's find that middle ground on like, it doesn't have to be the end of the world. And also, we don't have to fake that it's totally fine. Instead, we're going to be in that middle space. Next, neutral thinking creates space for more healthy coping skills. So more healthy coping skills than trying to jump from negative to positive thinking. It creates space for you to utilize and leverage healthy coping skills, which we'll talk more about in a minute, which is really, really important. This is going to keep you functional and more productive and purposeful as you move forward, as the world throws curveballs at you over and over, which it does all the time, right? Neutral thinking also takes the focus off of feelings and encourages you to create healthier thought patterns. So instead of looking at positive thinking, let's look at 
healthier thought patterns. Healthier thought patterns can include those neutral thought patterns. And then lastly, neutral thinking allows you to see what is true without creating a false sense of positive reality that is simply not true. So like, let's keep you grounded in reality where you can acknowledge hard things and bad things and good things and great things and things you're grateful for and things that are just that suck all at once, right? Let's keep you grounded in reality instead of building this false sense of reality that's just not true. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples. So first example that I want to use is around money. So this toxic positivity message that I have gotten so many times in coaching, so that coaches have passed down to me or mentors or books that I've read. So there's this big push if you're trying to grow a business to have affirmations around money. And one of the pushes and suggestions is to have a mantra that's like, I attract money wherever I go. Okay, I can't stand this mantra. And I will tell you that for years I tried to adopt this, like, because this is what you're told you should do. You should have a growth mindset, right? I 100% believe in a growth mindset, but it felt way over the top for me to be like, I attract money wherever I go. It just, for me, was positive thinking that did not feel reality-based. Now, for someone else it might, but for me it didn't. And here's the thing. For me, it created an inner war. It felt inauthentic. It created this inauthentic inner voice that I kept trying to force that didn't feel right or real to me. And because of that, it didn't foster self-trust. So for you, if you are trying to push yourself into positive thinking and you're creating this inner war in yourself or this inauthentic inner voice, you are not fostering self-trust. You're not letting yourself listen to the spectrum of all the things that are true, that something can be awful and also you can feel confident that you're going to push through it all at the same time, right? This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat 
chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under-sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So instead, I changed that mantra after literally like writing this down for years, this I attract money or I'm a six figure earner or I'm a seven figure earner or whatever. I finally was like, I'm done with that. That feels gross to me. And instead, I changed my mantra and I changed it to I always have enough. For me, that was a true statement confirmed by my past. I always have enough. That's absolutely true. I always have enough. So when I start to get worried about money or worried about a situation around money, I can say I always have enough. That is neutral. It's not falsely positive. And here's the thing. It confirms my worth and my power that I always have enough and I always figure it out and I always make it work. It confirms my worth and my power instead of reminding me of my lack of worth and power. So when I was trying to carry this I attract money wherever I go mantra, it felt to me like I was being reminded of my lack of power because I was like, how? How am I attracting money wherever I go? Like that just didn't work for me. It was way too ambiguous and out there and woo woo. And I just couldn't do it. Now, again, it might work for someone else. But for me, I needed a neutral thought that was grounded in reality that was in the middle of the spectrum to make me feel better about how I felt about attracting money and attracting and building a business and being a successful entrepreneur. So another example I want to share with you This comes from my colleague, Carl Lowenthal, who has an excellent podcast around thought work and changing your thoughts and changing your thoughts to change your actions and outcomes. So her podcast is called Unfuck Your Brain, and it's amazing. And so she talks a lot about body image. And so she talks about being a plus size person and trying to convince yourself that your body is beautiful. So when we look at body positivity and the body positivity movement, it can be a lot of pushing yourself to think these really specific things about your body, like my body's beautiful and this belly is beautiful and my curves are beautiful and my stretch marks are beautiful. And if you have struggled with body image your whole life, you can't just wake up on a Wednesday and think all those thoughts. When you stand in front of the mirror and you're saying that kind of stuff, it's going to create that inner war. It's going to create that inauthentic inner voice and it's going to erode self-trust because you don't actually believe it. So Kara's alternative to that. And I loved, I heard her talk about this on one of her episodes and I thought it was so powerful. Instead of trying to say like, I love my belly and it's beautiful. Her neutral thinking is, this is my belly. A lot of people have bellies like mine. Some people have different bellies than mine. Completely neutral, right? And so this is that middle ground, not of like, oh my gosh, my belly's so gross, or I love my belly and all of its stretch marks. Instead, this is my belly. 
a lot of people have bellies like mine. Some people have different bellies than mine. How validating is that? Completely neutral. You're not trying to be inauthentic. It's a true statement. So here's the thing. True statement confirmed by your past. Neutral, not falsely positive, and confirms worth and power instead of reminding you of lack of worth and power, right? So much better. So let's talk about some strategies for you for neutral thinking. First one, when you catch yourself in negative thought loops, and I want you to work on shifting into self-compassion and neutral statements. So when you find yourself in that place of like, this is my example from Vinny, one thing will go wrong. He'll be like, today's the worst day ever. And I'm like, dude, like seven minutes ago, it was the best day ever. Like he can flip on a dime. Like I'm assuming this is typical eight-year-old behavior. So instead of falling into this negative thought loop and ruminating or catastrophizing around a situation to just say, today's a hard day it's okay for me to feel frustrated. So I'm not trying to blow past it and be like, just choose joy. And I'm also not like, it's the worst day ever and it's never gonna get better. Today is a hard day. It's okay for me to feel frustrated. Super simple, super neutral, right? So this is a movement toward thinking something that doesn't consume me and keep me stuck. Okay, second strategy is question your inner critic. We've talked about this in past episodes about your inner critic. Question your inner critic. So when you were in that place of like, oh my gosh, today's the worst day or the situation's the worst and it always goes poorly and horribly and whatever, stop and ask yourself, what is true right now? Like, yes, this might be hard. Yes, I might be frustrated. And also, when have I gotten through something like this before? Asking that inner critic, hey, I hear you. Yes, this is hard. I feel totally frustrated. But when have I gone through something like this before? And how have I gotten out of that? Or what do I know from, what coping skills do I have from having, what did I learn that will allow me to progress out of the situation now? And then also asking your inner critic, why am I feeling this way today? Greeting yourself with curiosity and compassion instead of with fear and judgment. Why am I feeling this way today? Maybe it's because your partner, you got in a fight while you were emptying the dishwasher this morning, maybe because your child had a meltdown on the way to school, maybe because the dog has barfed three times and you need to get some work done and you keep getting interrupted. Why am I feeling this way today? And greeting yourself with curiosity and compassion instead of judgment around, this is the worst day, I have no control, or instead of fear on like, I'm not going to meet the deadline or the situation there's has no solution. Okay, so questioning your inner critic. And then number three, Commit to walking on the spectrum of progress as it pertains to your thought patterns. So when you are in that negative space, take a walk on the spectrum. Like how are you going to go from that negative place to neutral? Because if you can get yourself from negative to neutral, over time, you will start to be able to go from neutral to positive. You'll be able to go from today is a hard day. It's okay for me to feel frustrated to today's a hard day. I feel frustrated. And also some days are hard, but I also know if I go for a walk, I feel way better. So I'm going to go for a walk right now. And then you go for the walk for 10, 15 minutes and you come back and you're like, and now I feel better. Like now I have a solution in my head around how I can solve this problem or how I can move on with my day. And I feel like I got through that. I was able to process and move forward rather than staying stuck and catastrophizing over on the far end of the negative spectrum, right? So those are your three strategies. Catch yourself in negative thought loops and shift into compassion and neutral statements. Question your inner critic about what is true and when you've gotten through something like this before, meeting yourself with curiosity and compassion during that time. And then number three, commit to walking on the spectrum of progress, moving from negative to neutral and then creating space as you can and as it's appropriate from neutral to positive, where that positive place is not overriding and dismissing the negative thoughts. It's acknowledging the both and that you can carry hard things and great things at the same time. So 
There we go. Last day of July, last day of our retraining your brain curriculum as part of our summer series for leading like a mother. Today, we've covered everything about the pitfalls of positive thinking. And next month, the month of August, oh my goodness, like hold on to your britches because we are going to be talking about how to lean into leadership. Week one, we are going to be talking about why we shy away from leading why leadership is scary. It's so scary. I get it. Week two and week three, we're going to talk through eight steps to becoming a better leader. So week two, we're going to talk through four steps. Week three, we're going to talk through another four steps. Week four, we're going to talk about owning your struggles and stories and six steps to turning your struggles into stories of strength. And then week five, we're going to do a wrap up of our whole summer. So lots of big things planned in August. If you have been listening to the series, or if you just listened to today's episode and loved it, check out the rest of the series. Go back and listen to June, listen to the rest of July. All of this is great independently, like any of these episodes stand on their own. But if you listen to them as a series, you're going to see this curriculum build upon itself as we go. And we are setting you up to become that leader, that leader who can show up and shine in any situation. So In June, we helped you get out of your own way. In July, we've helped you retrain your brain. And now in August, you're going to be ready to lean into those spaces of leadership where you might be feeling that pull to maybe show up a little bit differently, to show up a little bit shinier maybe. So I cannot wait for all that. If this series has been helpful to you, or maybe you think, huh, I know someone else that this could be helpful to, please, please share it. Please tag me at Shameless Mom Academy on social media, on Instagram, especially. I love it when you share your stories. I always reshare them if I catch them. I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. 
Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us 